Hey! Man! That was Air Violin in that whole song. It was awesome. I love that intro video, man. It is your finest work today! Thank you. You're welcome. And you know what, man? Welcome to an exciting episode! Man! We got so many things to talk about, so hello, everybody! We have fire and brimstone. It's coming. We got hardcore legend building. Matt, it only took one day to do it. Matt, we're going to talk about the Punjabi salute. There could be only one man getting that big juicy salute. Matt, we're going to reveal who it is momentarily. Matt, this is going to be a sucking it dry episode of the Brothers of Discussion. That's right. We're here to suck it dry. Mm, Don Callis style. Mm. That's right, so we're going to talk everything. Suck it and chuck it. Suck it and chuck it. Yeah, I'm done with this one. Chucking it. Give me another one. Sucking it. There we go. So we're going to talk everything from the Wednesday Night Wars, the build, the ascension to WrestleMania. Matt, maybe we'll find a sign to point to. I need to get a sign in my room to point to. And, Matt, we're going to talk about whew, some uh, unexpected, uh, to put it lightly, Hall of Fame inductees. Matt, another hot, spicy week of wrestling. It's not enough that there's wrestling on Sunday sometimes, every Monday, Wednesdays, now Thursdays with Impact Friday. Man, how are things at the Casa de Eddie? Uh, they're doing pretty good. I uh, We're almost at the um, year anniversary of when uh, Eddie scraped my eye open. And this morning, Ooh. I don't know if, anybody, if anybody's been keeping tabs on this story. Um, it was almost a year, like I said. Uh, I was just changing her diaper, and she reached up and dug her, uh, like as graphic as it as it sounds, she dug her fingernail into my eye, and um, for like a week, yeah, I had to have um, I had a contact lens in two different occasions because the the wound reopened because you know your eye is very vulnerable and sensitive. Uh, but over the summer and uh, late in the spring, I had to put on uh, ointment. And make sure I took an allergy pill every night because my allergies would make my eye stick to my eyelid and I could reopen the wound. So guess what happened to me this morning, Mike? Uh, That's right. My allergies dried out my goddamn eye and I ripped open my fucking eyeball with my eyelid this morning. Uh, so... I am now a hardcore legend, uh, like Mick Foley and Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, wow. So Man, you, yeah, you right now a, you're a main event role model. Let me tell right you. Right now, I've got I've got the left eye, like everything. If I if I just look with it, there's like three versions of everything. It's like the lens. It's like somebody cracked the lens on it. So I um, think what we desperately yeah. need. Listen, I am an owner of a. Brothers of Discussion mug. I have a Red Wings rant sweatshirt. I have a Brothers of Discussion t-shirt, but I think we need to go Becky Lynch, Britt Baker style on this, Matt. I think we need a t-shirt of you going, ah, with a baby <laughs> finger in your eye and just guts coming out of your face. How about it? Uh, I'm on board with that. Go ahead and start putting it together. <laughs> All, All right. I'll be the first one to buy it. Matt, I got an artist in the house. We're going to get it commissioned right now. Um, I'm very excited for this to happen. I'm very excited to own a shirt of my brother getting his eye gouged out by my little goddaughter. It's very exciting. I think they're going to sell like hotcakes, Matt. 
Uh, we can also start selling eye patches. Um, hopefully, you'll be the first customer, so you stop getting your eyes gouged out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Matt, where can all the beautiful people find us here? Uh, it's uh, BODpodcast.com and BrothersOfDiscussion.com is the hub for everything. Of course, we hope that you guys would subscribe to our YouTube channel, which uh, we've seen... Uh, what was the number I saw today? It's like 300 some percent growth in like the last couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about, uh, everything. I'm about to have a 300% growth. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, so yeah, if, if you guys aren't subscribed yet, if you're watching us on Facebook, go find us on YouTube. Uh, we have our, our videos, like, uh, what's going on with, with Adam Cole and the undisputed era and what we want to see happen next. I still say that's relevant, and that's probably why people are clicking on it. But uh, we also, if anybody's a hockey fan, cover that fun stuff uh, for for one of the worst teams in hockey. So we have fun with that as well. Yeah, hockey. And, hockey has a WWE refereeing now. It's pretty cool. And there's they're uh, openly some, cheating. We caught them. Yeah, and there's some uh, some video game chatter on there too. So uh, yeah. yeah, go go check it out, and uh, of course follow along at BOD Podcast. That's where we're live uh, tweeting during every wrestling show. And um, find our, our live wrestling uh, discussion group. And you know what, Mike? You know what I'm going to do right now? I, uh, uh, and I hope everybody will come along for the ride because this is, this is going um, to be something you could have found. It was like an Easter egg. If you were perusing the website, you would have already found this. Uh, but, Mike, it is time yes. to introduce our wrestling match. Book club! Woo! I'm very right. excited for this. So here, here's what I need everybody to do if you want to join, and then we're going to explain what's going on here in a second. Um, now, this is BODpodcast.com. I've clicked on the pro wrestling section for BODpodcast.com. You can click on the Wrestling Match Book Club, as I just did. And here's the explanation of what's going on. Important thing here of note. This community and group is completely free. Uh, all of our discussions, including Mike, video and audio chat, are going to be happening through our new Discord channel, which is the Ooh. Wrestling Edge Book Club. Nice. And uh, all you got to do <coughs> to join us, uh, name and email. And if you want us to follow you on Twitter, just go ahead and throw in that uh, uh, your, your, handle. Your, uh, your handle for, uh, yeah. for Twiddle, Twiddle, Twitter. Hit submit and... Uh, <laughs> This isn't automated, so I'm going to get an email for this stuff. I will, myself, I will be putting together those invites for the Discord channel until this gets a little bit bigger and we can pay for automa- oh, pay for automation. But, um, yeah, if you guys want to join along, uh, and here's the reason why you want to join, right, Mike? Yeah. Feel free to throw it anything that uh, you 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 think I'm missing as I'm introducing this. But essentially, everybody, if you're not familiar with a uh, with a book club, uh, what you do is once a month you have a book to read. You have a group of people that uh, are also reading that same book. Then you're going to come together and um, discuss things you learned from reading this, the book, uh, yeah. different observations you had. Uh, how you felt maybe the first time you read the book, things like that. So this is all going to come into play in our Wrestling Match Book Club, where we're going to, as a group, think of, or uh, I'm sorry, we're going to decide on which match we're going to be watching for the month. Uh, The following month, we will be discussing, as a group, uh, what we thought of that match. And then uh, during that watch-along slash discussion, uh, we're going to announce what the next match is for that next month, and then you'll have an entire month to 
to watch that before we join each other once again. So once a month, we're going to come together and uh, and have these discussions. I also thought, Mike, if um, if we do, if this is going well and we have quite a few people join, I think it would be fun to do some watch alongs. Uh, so we, we will have a separate discussion. This is uh, going to have nothing to do with the podcast. This is just going to be us having fun. But we're also going to do, uh, if one of us is available and watching it, we want to make sure that we're also enjoying it with everybody. And and as we go along, some of these matches will be, you know, matches plus segment. So sometimes it'll be like five minutes long. Uh, but we are going to try and keep our... our um, I don't know. I don't want to say requirements, but um, what we're expecting out of these are to be the best of the best matches, right? I mean, we, we want to have some reason for us to go watch this, so they're probably going to be pretty lengthy. Um, so they could say go it'd be like uh, noteworthy ones, right? Like uh, yeah. maybe we'll maybe we'll do a timeless classic. Maybe we'll find uh, you know some diamond in the rough. You know, nobody's uh, you know talked about in a while. Um, I know I've been wanting to go back and watch some old uh, death matches after watching uh, not the not the greatest one ever, right? So there are good death matches out there. Maybe that'll make it. Uh, right. You know, maybe some uh, some noteworthy ones. But we definitely want to you know make it a big uh, discussion. Let's get some thoughts and feelings out there. All right, and uh, yeah, Amy, welcome. So good to see you, and she's very excited to join. I'm very excited to be a part of this because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be chatty. All right, we've been cooped up for too long. We're gonna actually talk to people, to you, with faces, voices, flapping mouths. We're gonna be talking special matches. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this to start. This is awesome. It, yeah, it's just it's one of those things, like you said, uh, where where we want to get everybody else's thoughts because it, it is it is something where I I think. It's not anything, Mike, where I'm, you know, I'm not sick of, of discussing pro wrestling with you. But uh, I think with some of the comments we get, some of the, the chatter, uh, that there, there's some other people that would like to pipe in and not wait for us to click on the comment box where they'd rather just throw in their thoughts. And this will be this will be that opportunity to, like, hang out. Um, and uh, we hope to keep this going for as long as possible. And you know what, Amy, if it's just the three of us, I'm going to have fun with that. Um, but... Like I said, I hope uh, I hope everybody comes along for the ride. Yeah. All right. So check well, that out. That's BOD a good little Pod teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Bodpodcast.com. Uh, I mean, it's all it's all live. It's all ready to go. The only thing we have to do is watch a match and then uh, decide on uh, on a day that we're going to talk about it. Because you can join that Discord channel right now uh, if you find the wrestling match book club. Uh, but that is uh, bodpodcast.com. I'm trying to highlight it here. Slash. Uh, Wrestling match book club. There you go. <laughs> Beautiful. Go find that, everybody. And uh, I think now uh, we're ready to uh, to finally chat the show. Yeah, we got some uh, some news this week, Matt. One of your uh, favorite hot button issues annually is the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, what a uh, star studded hall of you know can't miss names like Coco Beware and Donald Trump. All your favorite pro wrestlers are in there. Uh, but, man, this year we got two very important uh, additions. Um, I'm going to start with uh, one who helped name our show. Matt, Mr. Glenn Jacobs himself. Mr. Fruit Roll-Up Face himself. Matt, he hugged Daniel Bryan when it needed it most. The world needed a little love. He, you know, uh, came out of the earth a few times. He shot fireballs out of ring posts and made life a living hell for The Undertaker before he 
eventually joined forces and uh, started the Brothers of Discussion. Or Destruction. See? Just slips right off the old tongue. Matt, Kane is in the Hall of Fame. Does this uh, make you want to watch five minutes of the Hall of Fame ceremony? No. Uh, I'll get the highlights. No, no. What will it take, Matt? What will it take? Nightcrawler from the X-Men being inducted? No, it's just, you know, I, I I was pretty careful when I tweeted out that this is a this is a big moment for Kane. <laughs> like congratulations con- congratulations to Glenn Jacobs. The Hall of Fame means absolutely nothing to me and it never will. But I'm happy that he's happy. How's that? When Glenn well, Jacobs personally emails me and says, "Well, I I get that this podcast and your love of wrestling exists because of me. Do me the do me a favor and watch my speech. I'll watch it then. And, you know, I'll take notes and I won't watch another portion of it. But uh, yeah, once I receive that message, uh, Matt, yeah, I want to ask you in. for uh, off the top of your head three favorite memories from Kane. Three mo like things maybe. You think finally of when you hear that name? Uh, I I love for us when he won uh, the battle royal for a shot at the hardcore ECW championship at Ooh, WrestleMania. Because yeah. you and I hadn't watched wrestling in a while, and we watched that, and Kane was still our favorite. Uh, number two is kind of where they they expanded Kane uh, a little bit, um, maybe like a layer. Um, so, I mean, there's so many great moments that it'd be so easy to just go. One of the times the brothers of, of destruction won the titles. And I, you know, like though, when you had, you had Kane wearing, uh, the tank top and, uh, undertaker in his, in his biker gear, like that was vintage brothers of destruction for me. But when they added the layer to Kane and put him with X-Pac and they won the tag titles, I got to be honest, if I think about matches I've rewatched or endings to see crowd reaction, I've probably watched more of those because when Kane and Undertaker were winning tag team titles and winning matches, it was expected. So you didn't get the huge pop like when Kane and X-Pac won the tag titles. Um, And number one Kane moment, um, I guess... Jeez, I don't want to go. I don't want to go easy. Yeah, I wish you would have said, "Matt, come up with three moments uh, for Kane." Because he even says two Kane memories here in the notes. And Mike said, "Give me, give me three. Um, but I mean, his introduction is great. Uh, his battle with the Undertaker at WrestleManias, or I mean, a couple of them, but the first one was was great, and I've watched that a ton. Um, just the moment of him being in a, um, a uh, what, what was the Inferno match? And he came out in a full body suit for the first time. So that was just a fun moment. If you want to say fun Kane moments of just going, hey, he's going to be the one that's going to burn alive because he's covered from head to toe in clothing. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, there's all the stuff he did with Daniel Bryan was fantastic. Uh, it's, you know, even corporate Kane, underrated Kane, I'd have to say. Like, you could pick some pretty good corporate Kane moments where he's actually wrestling with a tiny leather belt, keeping his pants above his tum-tum. Like, those were, <laughs> those were good Kane moments. Yeah, um, they, uh, yeah. He, uh, 
you know, it didn't work for CM Punk. Uh, it wasn't working for him. But uh, so, Mike, what are your? Amy, <laughs> throwing in a comment real quick. I have no use for the Hall of Fame, but it was exciting seeing Bret Hart attacked and the revival kicking the crap out of the dude. Right. That was uh, that was an amazing shoot um, ass kicking. That was I was a huge revival fan uh, for a night. If, uh, <laughs> if you could guarantee me that every Hall of Fame, I'm in. Yeah, if we could guarantee um, either a wrestler by himself or a tag team was going to beat up a civilian, I would watch every Hall of Fame every minute. Even if they just teased it, like there's going to be some lucky fans going to get their ass kicked at the Hall of Fame. Um, I would totally watch that. Like, you know, uh, when Walter finally gets inducted and some lucky duck out of the crowd gets a knife edge chop from Walter. Um, I, I hope I'm that lucky duck. Um, but Matt, favorite Kane moments? Gosh, uh, I've rewatched that 2001 Royal Rumble uh, probably more than any other wrestling event I've ever like rewatched. Um, even though it's an entire 60 minute program, uh, watching that little build with the Hardys, with Drew Carey, um, all the hardcore wrestlers come out and nobody can put Kane down. And <laughs> Kane gets all the way to the bottom two uh, with Stone Cold and it's it's incredible. Um, I think even as a as a heelish Kane, right? I think the crowd was still kind of excited to see. Oh my God, maybe. Obviously, we all love Stone Cold. We want him to get number three, but I think that he's starting to turn some people a little bit. Uh, we just I just mentioned Walter. I think it was almost like that Imperium. Um, God, was it at uh, War Games when they were battling? Um, was it Undisputed Era and they started to turn the crowd after they? We yeah, got outnumbered uh, for a little bit, three on four. We don't want to yeah, dwell we'll on be, it, but I'm just saying we'll as far as yeah. Yeah, flipping that, a crowd. Exactly. Um, for Kane, um, I'd say the other big moment, too, is like when we were little and we'd see him come out um, just in that 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 fire. I, we've seen Rod Van Dam with the airbrush, uh, you know, singlet, but Kane coming out in that full body looks like he's, you know, covered in fire. Um, you know, the storyline being his face is burned. He, he comes out with that, um, voice distorter, you know, I'm Kane, I'm going to kill you Undertaker. Uh, we were legitimately terrified of Kane, uh, but as like big horror movie fans, he transcended beyond professional wrestling. And I thought there was a real life monster on TV. So obviously the Undertaker is one of the great characters of all time, but I, I think Kane is also up there for one of the great characters of all time. Cause I, I think we were legitimately terrified every time he came out, uh, you know, to either beat up his brother and bury him or to light, you know, our beloved stone cold on fire um, and, you know, throw him into a, you know, a grave. Um, but yeah. You mentioned, uh, I'd say number three is, uh, you know, Kane, again, being involved in tag teams. Uh, he had all sorts of oddball pairings over the years. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just something about Kane being uh, just, just so good at the at the big man hot tag. Um, you know, because he had that agility as a seven-footer where he could still go flying off the top rope with his clothesline. And it, it still, um, you know, it, it looked nimble. Um, it looked like, it. you know, there's impact behind it. And then he said all the power moves. Um, incredible guy. You know, it's well-deserved, even though the Hall of Fame is, you know, uh, we're going to talk about another inductee in a moment, uh, why you kind of take it, uh, you know, just a little grain of salt there. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations to Glenn. 
Matt, there's another one uh, that uh, I I tried to trim down how many good memories you have because I think it's going to be much harder to defend this selection into the Hall of Fame. Matt, the maybe the largest head in the business. All right, that's not fair. He's a giant man. Matt, he is one of the, the great spectacles uh, that, uh, you know, India just loves to cherish as a, as a mega god. Matt, the great Kali is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I will say that uh, I get what they're doing, you know, especially as WWE tries to make a move to have more shows, uh, try to reach out to more fans, um, you know, in India, in the Middle East. Um, so I can kind of get them trying to steer some eyeballs over to, you know, big, you know, boost those numbers, maybe start padding the stats a little bit, number-wise, uh, money-wise. And I don't think it's a horrible selection because I get it. Uh, Matt, actually, I think I could do three moments for you. One for Kali was when he uh, squished Rey Mysterio's head and blood was coming out of his mouth. And I've only been nauseated that's, like that. I'll just, I'll just throw this out there now. If I only have to pick one moment, that's what I was going to say. That's your so. pick. I'm going to say it because uh, just like in Game of Thrones, uh, when the mountain crushed the viper's head, I was nauseated both times, and I again, it was another moment. I thought, my God, wrestling is real. I knew it. Look at Ray's head. It's smushed. Um, <laughs> another one would be um, when he would battle The Undertaker, because one of his jobs, you know, Undertaker's already gigantic himself, you know, seven foot, 300 pounds. So you got to find somebody even bigger than that, you know, to, to give him a, uh, a worthy... Uh, mountain-sized man to battle. So it, it's not just always him playing the Goliath role. So mm -hmm. he was actually in the underdog role. And Kali, when he... I know he got a lot of you-can't-wrestle chance, but it, it wasn't... We weren't trying to get a, you know, a five-star work rate match out of him. It was just supposed to be the, the physical sight of seeing this giant, you know, Stonehenge-shaped man you know, looking down at The Undertaker, our hero. Um, so he, I think he did a pretty good job um, channeling that, even if sometimes he would go like this, ah! and you'd see them gesture for him to turn to the hard camera. Ah! And Matt, moment number three was uh, when the Maharaja uh, was our champion. And, uh, you know, he had his run-in against Randy Orton. And it was just kind of cool to see him still play and, you know, have an influence. Um, and, you know, kind of... I, I don't think he got the, the Maharaja over, but... Um, I, I don't know. I guess it just kind of stuck with me because he wouldn't have done that, I don't think, unless he liked, even, even with all the hate, all the, the vitriol he received from internet wrestling, from live crowds, he still wanted to come out there and, you know, uh, kind of, you know, a little wink and nod. And I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always going to appreciate a guy who seems to like the business. So, Matt, is there any, any other moments outside of that? I hope I didn't steal too much Great Kali Thunder. Uh, just seeing him in, uh, Get Smart in, uh, The Longest Yard were also, uh, great colleague <laughs> moments. Um, so, sure. Mike, AEW doing house shows the Friday before WrestleMania. And you yeah, put baby. out in the notes Woo! the thing that I thought was funny. Brent, all right, can we say this, Mike? You just tell me if you disagree. Uh, the official stance of the Brothers of Discussion is that, uh, who gives a shit? Like, if the, the thing is, Cody should have never said, I'm not doing that because that's jumping on, you know, like taking advantage of 
uh, WrestleMania or whatever. First, like Cody should have never said that. Uh, number two, just put on anybody put on a show. I don't know if people are going to buy tickets to your show. It, is it really about like, do we have to have a conversation with Cody about, um, or with any of these other promotions of you're not stealing? Like if you're putting out better opportunity or, or, or better content and people are more willing to pay for that as opposed to paying for WWE whatever it is if it's a hall of fame night or what have you if it, it's i guess it, it's going to be smackdown then right would be friday um yeah. if people are more willing to pay for that just, just let them it's fine it's not it's not a big deal which no. is to the point is just cody should have never tweeted out what a year a year ago or two <laughs> years ago or whatever that God. he was he was not ever going to do a show on wrestlemania because that's their weekend it's just it doesn't need to be said. It and it's just another thing where WWE is always in the back of their mind. And it's I it's just stop it. Just let just be you. And I can't I can't tell you how many times I've said that. And that now is another example of how frustrating it is to watch this company just to put themselves in the shadow of WWE. Ah. I mean, there, there's always this constant uh, kind of one-upsmanship, right? Where AEW said, well, we're going to go live you know, every Wednesday for two hours. And so WWE's like, well, uh, NXT also live for two hours. Oh, what do you like them apples? You know, so it's just it's just constant, you know, childish back and forth. And bless those beautiful uh, angels who comb through yeah. uh, 365 days of Cody tweets. Uh, Wait just, a minute. Just get... Uh, sir, I have some egg for your face right here. There you go. Um, so I, I'm not even mad about that. That was, no. that was a hilarious find. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, WrestleMania, you can come to me and just tout, all I ever watch is New Japan. I don't care about no WWE. It's mainstream. Like, I don't know why I started to sound like Slinky Dog from Toy Story. I don't know, Woody. I'm not watching none of that. Um, but, <laughs> you mean um, Ernest? <laughs> was that Ernest? Yeah. Is he the voice Slinky Dog? Voice of Slinky Dog. Oh, I didn't know. Is that Slinky Dog? Or that actor just sounds like him? No, that's uh, yeah. That's him. Ernest does. Uh, he did the original voice, and I don't. I don't know if they just have leftover voice now or or what goes on, wow. but. Yeah. I just learned that today. So you're looking at my face as I just learned that. Yeah. Uh, it Ernest, doesn't bother me. Yeah, I think there was Co a, it, a whole other Ernest movie that came out in the early 90s called Ernest Goes to a Sound Booth. <laughs> Come on! Come on! That was classic! It was always like, Ernest Goes to Camp! Ernest Goes to the Alps! Ernest Matt, Goes to a Sound Booth. Matt, go to hell. Alright, so... I don't, yeah, I think it's a consensus on our show. Eh, whatever. WrestleMania is just a celebration of wrestling. I don't care about these other companies kind of being on the coattails. Go ahead. Eyeballs are on wrestling. Take advantage of it. Get some eyeballs on your product. Do it. No big deal here. Um, Matt, I uh, saw you put in the notes here. <laughs> Kenny Omega, back in the impact zone. Uh, he wants to wrestle on Wednesdays and Thursdays. What a big hog he is. Speaking of big hogs, Don Callis wants to suck it dry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to uh, expand on that point, but uh, basically Don Callis came out and said he wanted to suck the 
the blood dry out of, uh, I, I guess, Impact Wrestling. Uh, but the way he uh, phrased it and repeated it over and over, he just said he wanted to suck it. And then he said he wanted to suck it dry. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't I know if they... I, I... I originally texted you that comment, and I said, um, or I deleted this, and I said, I I think we might be the wrong demographic. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, wait, no, we are the perfect demographic because we make poop jokes on our show all the time. That's true. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it did, like, they went pretty hard into the silly, like, junior high um, talk. Like, at, at, it, it was funny. I mean, it works for The Rock. For the Rock second, does junior then, high humor all the time. It does. Uh, uh, it just, I, like, to me, I was just like, oh, Jesus, Don. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it wasn't enough it, that he and Kenny Omega 69'd each other um, a couple right. weeks ago. Now they're going to suck each other dry. Beautiful. <laughs> and it, it is it is a little weird that he went uh, kind of hard into that, where, you know, he had to make a point that he's an executive with impact and that he'll do anything he can to make sure that Kenny Omega stands uh, stands out. Like I, I guess, I guess that you can connect those stats, but does that does it really make sense? I don't know. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, we've got we've got our Kenny Omega, Rich Swan at Rebellion. Um, I think I have on there April twenty fourth, but was it was it moved? Yeah, it's it's April twenty fifth, so it used to be April twenty fourth. That was. That was the other big news we had to discuss because that'll be the first time, Mike, I think I'm actually buying. Um, hey, if I sound like a jerk right now, uh, it'll be the first time I'm buying an Impact uh, Wrestling pay-per-view because I, I do want to see Kenny Omega and Rich Swan. Like, this is a huge wrestling moment. But I, I will say, I, I just, less is more, I think. And uh, uh, less less of, of Don Kellis. Uh, finishing off his promos, saying he's gonna suck it dry, uh, and and say that maybe three or four too many, three or four times too many, uh, and and chirping in the background is Kenny Omega, <laughs> saying yeah, suck it and chuck it. All right, um, I don't know if you want to touch on anything on that, Mike, before we move on. It's not that we need to necessarily dwell on it, but it just I think Don is is actually really good at his job. Um, I, I don't know if he's ever going to get the credit or the um, um, I guess is like a Paul Heyman type. I, I don't think he quite gets that, uh, but I think he could because it's, it's, if his job is to try and get you to watch a little bit of impact and you've never watched it before um, and all you've watched is, you know, American wrestling, all you've watched is WWE and you've kind of ventured over to AEW, he's doing something to kind of get you to you know avert or maybe uh maybe avert is the wrong word but <laughs> at least give a giving give a passing glance over to yet another wrestling promotion and i think he succeeded um it's not just with kenny it's about making it feel like some over-the-top moment is gonna occur and you don't want to miss that so i i think he's um uh, you know, taking an approach maybe not all of us would have taken, but, you know, at least it was memorable, and it got us to put Impact Zone, um, you know, in our show notes today. But, man, I know you wanted to touch on some of the WrestleMania card, and we don't have to dwell too much on it, but it looks like some of the main events are starting to get divvied up a little bit. Yeah, I uh, uh, night one, we've got Lashley and McIntyre, which, um, correct me if I'm wrong, did they not, they didn't announce this stuff 
last year, right? We just knew the matches and we found out what was night one and night two at the end of the yeah. uh, at the end of night one. Um I feel like there's a little bit of knowledge about what was gonna happen, right? Or maybe well I think we I can't remember have, I think we just knew night two because we saw what happened in night one and we kept trying to figure out what was gonna be the last match. Anyway, um I, I don't wanna I mean I don't wanna sit here and have us both rubbing our forehead for five minutes. Uh, but we've got Lashley and McIntyre for the WWE Championship in night one, uh, Banks and Bel Air, and uh, Bad Bunny versus The Miz. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't sound bad. That's, that's a pretty solid night one. I think we're all excited to see what happens with Bobby Lashley in the WWE Championship. And for me, I'm going to be happy whoever wins. I think we all prefer Bobby Lashley, but um, yeah, I love Drew. Um, the only thing, you know, the, the bad bunny and the Miz, um, I called him the bad bunny, bad bunny and the Miz to, to think it's interchangeable with night twos, which is funny. The fiend versus Randy Orton, which I fully Woo! expect to be, you know, one of the matches we're talking about for years, just like we talked about, uh, John Cena and the fiend, uh, by the way. Mike, this, this, this is going to be huge for The Fiend. Now that this is all official, back-to-back -back years going against two of the most decorated pro wrestlers of the modern era. Uh, it's, and he's, he's probably going to come away I mean, with you two can, victories. You can, you can say all time. I mean, they yeah. have the resumes. So I think you could say all time. I, I think if you're going to look at the two, two shows back-to-back, -back, for me... For, for for our purposes, uh, night two is a much bigger night. Um, Lashley and McIntyre, I that one's it's just going to be tough for me because I don't want to see either guy lose. Uh, Sasha and uh, Bianca, I would really like to see Bianca go over, uh, but it's I don't. And Bad Bunny, I, I I get that there's an audience for that. I, we're not the we're not the top demographic for that. I I get why it's there. I'm not going to poo poo it. It's for a certain certain group who pays a lot of money but night two man you get to watch edge at wrestlemania against roman reigns who's doing the best work of his career you get asuka one of the greatest wrestlers of all time i'm gonna say that i said it uh versus rhea ripley um her her well you know her first since she's officially called up to raw uh match you know she kind of had yeah. a cup of tea last year I'm so excited for that. You know, we love Rhea Ripley on this program. Um, Asuka, we can't ever say enough good things about her. And then The Fiend and Randy Orton. Night two for me is wins in a landslide, uh, booking-wise. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how it plays out. Here's the interesting part. I, I thought it was... Um, so you've, you've got Asuka and Rhea Ripley, Reigns versus Edge. If you were discussing how these matches were going to maybe extend uh, or, or if the stories were complete, I think you would have said that there's a possibility Daniel Bryan would be added to the Reigns and Edge match and that there's a possibility Charlotte was going to be added to Asuka and Ripley. So I, I do think it's it, the, the choice to have these matches already announced in night one and night two, that's an element that throws off everyone's prediction of Daniel Bryan being involved in the, the Universal Championship match and Charlotte being involved in the Raw Women's Championship match. Like the the, the cog is in there, right? The, the machine is, is right now overloading because maybe that's our brains. 
But I, I really think like that that really did cause me to go, well, crap, they're not going to have two different triple threats uh, to end the night as, as right. a whole main event would, would kind of go down. Um, well, the other yeah. thing, too, to keep in mind is that I think you and I are really on board with The Fiend and Randy Orton. Randy Orton, I, I, since COVID started, that guy, his promos, every single one, It's he, he must hate having a live crowd because he's just been fantastic. Um, but The Fiend, it kind of feels like you and I are on board. Um, but it doesn't feel like the community really likes his return since his face melted. Um, I, I was totally for it. I, I liked his uh, his official return at the pay-per-view. Um, I liked his um, his raw moment. I I don't know, man. What are we What are we missing that uh, you know other folks seem to like more, or you know don't seem to be latching onto the this uh, reboot of the fiend, smoky fiend, if you will, jerky fiend, if you will. Um, what am I not? So what am I missing that would make me hate the fiend? I don't know because I love the fiend. No, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is another one. I, I have to escape my own personal Because it's so tough. A lot of the times uh, on this show, there's a lot of times where you and I have, uh, you know, similar opinions. And I guess I'm trying to play devil's advocate. And I, I, I've i seen a, uh, some of our boys on Bleacher Report talk about, well, you know, this isn't for everybody. You either love it or you hate it. And it was just kind of a, it's not really wrestling. And it's just kind of like, well... I mean, you know, it's still got the theater of being in a wrestling ring. So, I'm, uh, you know, after all the, you know, Don Callis sucking it we've done for Undertaker for 30 years, I, I don't know why we can't, you know, reappropriate that love to The Fiend. And, like, The Undertaker did some pretty ridiculous... He shot lightning. Come on, he didn't actually shoot right. lightning. It was just we, like a bright white light went off. We, we're uh, celebrating Kane making it to the Hall of Fame. And he used to talk with a, a thingy. <laughs> yeah, for when you uh, when you have cancer in your throat, that's the kind of device is for. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess if that's the realm that we're talking, I guess people aren't aren't happy with cinematic matches or the cinematic style. But uh, I don't know, Mike. Like it, it, it's just something for me where I want more of it. I hope it doesn't go away once. Fans are back in the arenas. I, I I really do think it adds an element to the whole reason I usually am watching TV. Um, like, I mean, we're not. God damn it, Mike, we're not watching this for the pure sport of it. Um, yeah. I I would challenge anyone that goes pretty hard. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna. This is gonna be one of, another moment where I'm gonna be mean to wrestling fans, and I shouldn't do it. And it's probably what hurts our show the most. But if you're watching this and you're saying, eh, you know what, I'm just a fan of the athletics. Are you, are you seriously watching like gymnastic tournaments on the weekend? No, you're not. And if you tell me you are, I need video proof. Yeah. If you are only watching this to watch AJ Styles jump from the top rope and you're going, oh man, that's what a real man does. Granted, yes, that is what a real man does. But he also walks around shirtless or with his big buddy almost. And he holds a microphone and tells you why almost is going to kick your ass one day or why he's going to be the tag champ. Like, that's pro wrestling. I, I just, ah. It, so if you can take elements out of pro wrestling and just kind of reshuffle them, I think that's how you come up with The Fiend and how successful it is. And 
Yeah, Mike, I, he shared a Joker tweet or a Joker quote on, on Twitter, like to talk yeah. about um, that this was this is going back to um, what was the, the Joker origin comic book where where he wore uh, the death of the, the family. Uh, yeah, and he he wore the red hood uh, dome on his head and became the Joker. Um, if that's if that's what it's called, yeah, I, I honestly can't remember. I thought it was Death of the Family. So he's going back and saying that Randy Orton, when he punted uh, Bray Wyatt or what was his character back in in the NXT days? Um, oh, Husky Harris. Yeah, when he punted Husky Harris, uh, that was him. Helping create Bray Wyatt and then helping create the fiend that we know now. I, I just like you want it, you ask for long term storytelling pro wrestling fans. God damn. And and you know what else we're getting, Mike? We're we're the more reason that people should be on board with this is because this is that tour that we asked for from Bray Wyatt and the Fiend to go back to anybody. He had long-standing feuds with whoever he lost to at WrestleMania and to get revenge. And he's doing that. He's he's working. Um, I don't know. I guess he, he's kind of working in order here, right? Where he, he lost to John Cena. And then, you know, later on it was championship matches to uh to Randy Orton. And now he's gonna get he's gonna get his revenge. I, I all in all, this is this is a win for pro wrestling. I, yeah, I, I think you, storytelling. I, you I, hit I, a beautiful, that's a beautiful point yeah. about the long-term storytelling. Um, I, that's one of the things that people are really on board with, like for AEW with uh, Moxley and Omega, basically since they, you know, had an opportunity to crash into each other, they, they have been. Um, but Bray Wyatt is really extending that. I mean, uh, uh, Window Rotunda is really extending that. Um, what he did with John Cena last year, just spanning all of John's uh, different quirks and characters and gimmicks uh, and trying to tell a story of him, you know, conquering all those versions of John. And then the story this year going to be, you know, Randy's finally going to get a receipt for all the, you know, legend killing and dastardly deeds he's done over the years and decades at this point. Uh, now he's, you know, going to have to pay back, uh, you know, what's what's coming to him. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited for that story. I'm very excited to see what, uh, what Bray's got in store for Randy. And, uh, I, I just, I don't think there's anything more pro wrestling quote unquote than what Bray Wyatt is doing. It's the, it's the theater of violence. That's what wrestling is. It's, it's violent theater. And he's he, right now for me, he's the king of it. Uh, but I didn't want to let, uh, our boy WPI, um, uh, go unnoticed there. He asked, what kind of fruit roll-up is The Fiend? Uh, Matt, I'm going to let you answer second. I think that The Fiend is a microwaved strawberry fruit roll-up with fresh Cinnabon glaze melted on top in the microwave. Wrestling um, Plug, I, I hope that puts a nice image in your head. A strawberry mm -hmm. melted microwave fruit roll-up with Cinnabon frosting. I, I think... Uh... I think the fiend is a uh, he's he's like a pork bark flavored fruit roll up. Like you've had, pork you've, bark. had you've had a little bit of hoof in it. Yeah, you've yeah. had you've had your your pork butt in in the smoker uh, just a few days too long. You had it turned up a little too high, so you're just kind of pulling that off the top there. Is that boar bristle? That's boar bristle. At this point, yeah. <laughs> at this 
point, it's practically jerky. So that's... <laughs> Hopefully so he's a he's a meat roll up. He's a meat fruit roll up. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right. Now, Mike, Love this it. is the other direction I wanted to take this. Um, so yeah. I we're actually Mike. We're, we're act, I, I named the title of the show uh, the Fiends Horror Show and uh, the the WrestleMania Week uh, taking shape. We're actually spending a majority of the show talking about that. How about that? Uh, so what's also included, Mike, is NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. There's one big problem with it, which I'm hoping they resolve, but right now it's looking pretty hot. Now, the big problem right, right now, Mike, is that we have one in the hottest division in pro wrestling, yeah. the women's division. We have one match coming out of it. All right. Big. Whoa. What? Right. No. Exactly. Uh, and, and you've got Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez going at it for the, the women's uh, NXT uh, championship. What I... I'm hoping gets added later is an NXT tag titles match. I, I think that they're working it in uh, a women's tag title match. I'm, I'm hoping that they work it in, but uh, as of right now, cause they, they even announced stand and deliver matches. And then later that night, they also said Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole are going to fight. So they're, they're still adding stuff, even though they made the graphics, but uh, Mike night one, Io, uh, Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez. Walter versus Champa for the NXT UK Championship. Walter could, Lord. could actually lose this thing, I think. But uh, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that give you a reason to watch NXT UK? Is to watch Champa walk with that walk around with that title. Uh, Mike, you've got a triple threat for the NXT Tag Titles: MSK, Grizzled Young Vets, and Legado de Fantasma. I mean, this is going to be gold. And then they're going to be doing the Gauntlet Eliminator match, which I mentioned what they should do for these two nights of NXT is determine a number one contender for one of these titles and then have them go for it night two. So they're actually doing that. So they're doing the Eliminator match. Um, they're going to figure out in a battle royal next week who is going to be in the Eliminator match. And by the order of your elimination, that will figure what order you'll come out for the Gauntlet match. Oh, my match. God. Yeah. Um, so if anybody slips over those ropes, Mike, uh, they're, they're fucking up the gauntlet eliminator match. <laughs> Jesus. Now, uh, I'm really excited for that because I, I, I think like that, that could be a ton of fun, but, uh, that's where I think they're adding something else tonight too, because a gauntlet match, you know, we're talking six guys. So you've got five matches. <laughs> so that's, it's a lot. Um, so night two, I mean, they could all be five minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, or two minutes. Sorry. Five minutes is actually kind of long. Uh, but night two, uh, Finn Balor, Karrion Cross, Santos Escobar, Jordan Devlin to unify the Cruiserweight Championship belts. Uh, Mike, I would say that match is a, uh, if, if any of these have match of the year, and I think a few of them do, uh, actually, I mean, night two kind of has four match of the year candidates already in my head. But I think this one could could win it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just going to be amazing. Uh, Gargano versus the Gauntlet winner for the North American Championship, and Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in an unsanctioned grudge match. Where I'm mm. hoping, I'm hoping, Mike, that there's a lot of competition in the Adam Cole Britt Baker household, and Adam just has to outdo Britt. Like this is where his head's at. He's like, I can't. Let her walk around right now being the stronger of the two of us. 
So, yeah. Kyle, we're not just doing a match. We're doing an unsanctioned match. I want to look like I'm about to die. Like that. <laughs> um, so that's what's going on. Yeah. I, I'd I, say between the two nights, uh, unquestionably, whichever night featured Walter versus Champa was going to be the winner. Um, and then to, to think that I might get to see the coronation of my beloved Grizzled Young Vets as tag team champs. Oh, can't wait for night one. So night two meant for the like the WrestleMania, but night one for NXT. That's that's the one that's really got a tickle in my pickle, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of potential though for Legato de Fantasma to win, and then for Santos Escobar to hold on to the cruiserweight championship. Because I mean, Jordan Devlin's probably going to go back to NXT UK, uh, but that does give an opportunity for Legato de Fantasma to walk out of uh, stand and deliver as you know, holding a ton of gold. So I, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. Ow, something sharp is in my pocket. It just stabbed my finger. All right. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd have to disagree, though. I I think night two, like, it seems like the easier pick um, to to go with it because there's the bigger names, I think, uh, with Finn and Karrion Cross and the NXT Championship. Uh, and then Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole are going at it in a grudge match. I. It pro it's probably the weak answer. It's probably like the less of a hot take. It's a cold take, but I, I just it's to me that it looks like we're gonna have four straight match of the year candidates. And not to take anything away from night one. Um I don't I don't think Raquel and EO are are gonna be there. I think Raquel should like she's at that point where she should be main eventing based on how on board we are, but there's still some clumsiness in the ring with, uh, with Raquel. I think they just want to take advantage of how well uh, the fans have received her. And that's why she's, she's in this spot. Um, but I, I mean, ultimately I'd, I'd kind of hope that EO hangs onto it, but I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, and I, it's the funniest thing because it, it, you know, that women's division is like the hottest thing in pro wrestling. And that's the one match. Uh, it's you know it's, twofold, uh, right? The, it's, the only match we're getting it stunning. and deliver, and it's it's also probably not the best couple of uh, like the best uh, face-off we could have gotten for the for the women's championship. And I don't feel like we're getting a proper showcase of the greatest women's division in wrestling. It's uh, pretty embarrassing that there's two representatives uh, from that <laughs> entire division. Uh, yeah. There's almost. No excuse uh, for them to not have. I would probably book some sort of uh, tables, ladders, and chairs match. Uh, you know, in a tag team <clears throat> women's NXT tag team title uh, defense. I would definitely try to set that up. Uh, I, I I know that the women could definitely pull it off, and hopefully, this is not the card set in stone because I, I think it's screaming for something like that. Um, you might have to mix it up between. Uh, I know we have an unsanctioned grudge match for uh, for Cal and and Cole, but uh, man, I would really like to see more of that division. Uh, I I, 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 somebody, somebody out there knows that, and I hope that they give us what we want, Batista style. Um, well, let's, uh, man, we're at about 40, 52 minutes here. 
Let's get into our favorite segment. And it's, you know, oh, we're starting to have some people on the Facebook group say, don't call it a war anymore. Look, can't we all get along? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, we, you know, we don't want either billionaire to get richer. We just want the wrestlers to get richer. That's who we root for. We just root for the talent. Who entertained us a little bit more? And Matt, I must confess, I think NXT won this week. I'm sorry. I I, I watched. I was there. I think. I think NXT won this week. This AEW was a week where we were kind of, well, you know, when you watch a Netflix show and there's like the first episode, like kind of, whoa, pops you. Right, and then we got to go through like eight episodes before we get to like the big resolution and the main storylines and the you know finale. This was kind of like you know episode two or three. It was kind of like ah, you know, nothing, nothing too deep to you know no elongated storylines. I'd say really kind of giving us a payoff or you know brand new stories to learn about. I'd say it was like a, it felt like you know episode three of a Netflix uh, binge watch. So Matt, I'm gonna go first this week. Uh, for uh, all elite wrestling, Matt, number three, moment number three itself. <sighs> it was I know. I just went through it. I went through a number while you were talking because I forgot to do that earlier today. I'm gonna say uh, moment number three, and I'm I'm kind of cheating <sighs> because it, it was it was not my favorite week. It happens, you know. Not every single week can be perfect. Uh, but uh, I'm going to say Max at Kingston uh, cutting a promo on a couch. Uh, Kingston nursing a broken foot, uh, propping it up. And at one point he got up, you know, getting all uh, huff and puff, you know, the Mad, Mad King style. And then his, his injured foot, you know, Moxley had to, like death almost, had to take him by the shoulder and sit him back down on the couch. Uh, but Moxley, I tweeted about it a little bit and I just love the dude's range. Uh, we know he had to be the hot dog man at WWE a few times, but when they just let him cook, all right? Not hot dogs, let him cook. Uh, the guy's got a lot of range. And uh, he dropped this great line about, you think you're willing to get more blood under your fingernails than we are? And I was just like, God damn, that is some John Rambo first blood level shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like a guy who's, you know, got barbed wire marks on his back. I love Dio Moxley, who legitimately does. Um, but uh, he followed it up by saying, uh-uh, son. And it just, <laughs> it just sounded a little David Rose from Schitt's Creek for me. So Max, to kind of throw him back to back was just really like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, put ketchup on, you know, crepe Suzette. And you're like, Okay, and you know, it just kind of, it just kind of worked itself out. But those are the best promo guys AEW has, in my opinion. Knowing that they have the goat Jericho on that show, I still think Max and Kingston just hit home runs every time. Matt, moment number three for next extra time wrestling. I'm gonna go with uh, the opening match, and I, I thought it was pretty cool of NXT to uh, to jump right in. I mean, th there was a short promo I think in between the first segment and the second segment, uh, but. I mean, ultimately, we're opening up with two straight wrestling matches. And the first one, Io Shirai and Zoe Starks, who's we've talked about Zoe now, I think, three or four weeks in a row, uh, tag teaming to go up against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. And uh, Raquel and Dakota do have some pretty good chemistry. Uh, but the end of this match, and I, I was just talking about uh, earlier, if, if we're in the middle of the match, there's still uh some struggles from Raquel. And I don't blame her for it because that's not uh, – I. I think ultimately we're going for how this match ended 
And Mike, Raquel picks up Zoe Stark for a powerbomb. Io Shirai hits the apron to try and distract uh, Raquel. Raquel goes for the big boot on Io while holding Zoe. And then slams Zoe down for the powerbomb. One, two, three. Match over. That was It was beautiful. Uh, but this was also a good segment to, to help us build up this uh, the rivalry between these two. Because so far it had just been sort of staring each other down. And um, like the only person who'd really taken a bump was uh, Dakota Kai's um, ego uh, or her own reputation. Uh, because Io Shirai pushed her out of the way so she could get to Raquel last week. But this week uh, there was some blood. Uh, so... Raquel took out EO and took her out hard and uh, couldn't quite crack her through the table. But if you ask me, those are the ones that look a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. When so the EO, table doesn't break, I don't know. Oh yeah. It, it looks so much more painful. That's yeah. The, I get visions of a mortal combat fight where they zero in on the bones that are breaking. And I think about seeing EO's spine just going, uh, but yeah, this is a showcase for Raquel. And I, I'll, I, I like, as I pointed out earlier, uh, and my thoughts on Raquel in regards to, you know, being, let's just say it, like being as good as Io Shirai in the ring is very difficult. And she's not, she's not at that, at that point. I think that's fair to say. That's not, that's not to say that she can't have a successful takeover match. Uh, and I think she will. And this is proof of it. This is what she does best. And goddamn, was that impressive. That was a feat of strength that could have been saved. For stand and deliver, it's just hard to do for a singles match. But uh, yeah, moment number three for me, Mike. Uh, moment number two for AEW. Well, I think far and away, uh, there's you know a couple different matches on the card. Far and away, the best one was the main event where uh, our beloved boy, who's favorited quite a few of my tweets, so I just want to throw out uh, thank you to friend of the show Johnny Hungy, Matt John Silver himself, <laughs> member of the Dark Order. Uh, before the match, he was he was he was wrecked, man. He was so excited. He was flexing in the mirror. He was flexing for everybody. He's doing trust falls with the Dark Order, getting himself all hyped up. Um, and Darby Allen. Oh, I know that. Um, I think some of my favorite bumpers uh, are definitely Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Daniel Bryan is a god at it. Um, you know, you know, I'll put Rhea Ripley up there. I almost say she bumps so much that uh, I, it's like it's you're too big, like you're too big to bump like that. You should pretend you're taking less punishment because you're such an imposing uh, specimen. But Darby Allen is the perfect shape to take bumps, and by God, did he get Johnny Hungy over? Um, Jesus, uh, the way the guy just throws himself with reckless abandon into. Guardrails, uh, the ring mat, cement, steel, rope, <laughs> face first, back first, spine first, uh, clavicle first. Uh, I he also took a hellacious slap that my significant other she does not give two owl hoots about professional wrestling, but even I showed her uh, the slap that Darby Allen ate. Um, you know, uh, to get over Johnny Hungy's uh, wind-up delivery. And it was just, you know, like something I think Walter would even, if he if he wore a hat, even Walter would probably doff the little cap um, at the volume and violence of this whack-a-mole attack that Johnny Hungy put on Darby. 
Um, so these guys just had great chemistry. I don't think we've gotten a lot of opportunities to see them, you know, be dance partners together. But gosh, it was such a it was such a wrestling treat. Uh, but ah, kind of rough news. It, it sounds like uh, Hungy might have hurt his shoulder a little bit. Uh, so hopefully he's he's okay soon because he's really been on a really strong run with uh, Dark Order. So uh, positive thoughts for you, buddy. And uh, looking forward to seeing you, you know, actually win that title next time. You'll get him next time, champ. You'll get him next time. Matt, moment number two for next Extra Time Wrestling. What do you got for us? Uh, Oni Larkin and uh, Karrion Cross put on a good one. And um, the tag titles had just been stripped of the NXT tag titles. That's how we're getting that triple threat at, at Stand and Deliver. Uh, but this is just a chance for Oni to shine. Uh, I, I think you and I have been huge fans of Oni Larkin for a while. And if it wasn't just for his Twitter account, where he gets a better opportunity to, to shine as a, as a human being, and as a character, um, this, this at least gave you know more evidence as to why this guy needs more time on NXT. And it's, it's because this is such a great match from start to finish. Um, one of my favorite parts is you get to the end of this match and Lorcan, who had been down, you know, he's, he's losing the momentum, um, certainly exhausted, just like turns it up, goes for a scream and then goes rope to rope doing a series of uppercuts to carry him cross to take him down. But of course, um, that just led to cross waking back up and the, the Sai Ito, I want to make sure I get that right. Suplex. Uh, and then an elbow. Um, I, I can only describe it as similar to Brock Lesnar opening up Randy Orton's head. Uh, an elbow to the back. I don't know if you remember that. Elbow to the yeah. back of Oni's head as he's getting up from the suplex and match over. But, Mike, this is number two. And as everybody knows, I love story. But uh, Finn Balor told us why the demon is gone. And uh, it was subtle. You had to be listening to find out. But uh, Finn comes out after the match, after being called out by Karrion Cross, and he says, "Listen, you're never going to beat me. It's because you're too, you're too, you're filled with too much emotion." And he said, "Some people call that being, you know, filled up with too much emotion. Some people call it having demons." Hmm. So Valor says he's controlled his emotions and he's colder now, but he's better at, re at wrestling. He's a better wrestler than he ever has been. Now that's you know, neither here nor there. That's the story we're telling. But that is why we don't have a demon Balor right now. It's because, uh, and I liked it. I'm here for that, especially because it was so subtle. And he's basically calling out Karrion Cross for being too emotional, which I think is a hint that Karrion Cross is going to win because how many times have we seen that in the movies, Mike, where the, uh, the face, the good guy in a movie has been told he's too emotional, but eventually he's going to use that emotion to carry him uh, him or her to victory. Uh, so, all too in all, times. as a comic book fan, as a movie fan, as a fan of Finn Balor who's selling yes. to us legitimate pro wrestling questions and storyline about where where is the demon Balor? We have an answer. It's all rolled into this great wrestling match. And it's only number two. But, Mike, uh, your dishonorable mention for AEW this week. Yeah, like I was saying, um, a lot of the episode felt like, you know, episode three of a Netflix binge. Um, but I'd say the dishonorable mention, it's its not that it occurred. It's the timing of it. Because uh, Ty, Ty Conti uh, defeated Nyla Rose clean. Um, let me say that again. Ty Conti defeated Nyla Rose clean. 
uh, like build up, you know, about eight to ten minute match, dropped a finisher on her, pin, win. <laughs> and it's not that I dislike that booking decision. It's just that AEW, like clockwork, every week has their women's their the women's contribution to wrestling at about nine twenty. So when I saw Ty Conti walking out, and then I saw Nyla Rose, I'm like, well, there's a squash for Nyla as we build her up for another, you know, title challenge. And it was kind of like when Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker, and most of us were just kind of, you know, on our phones, not really paying attention. One, two, three. What? What? Oh, no. What? That didn't happen. And sure enough, I, I guess what I would have done is if I was going to have that kind of monumental, like, victory, because Nyla Rose... She's at a, a spot on the card where she's, you know, that's that's a that's a, a, a like a merit badge to actually take her down, to beat her at all, let alone clean with your finisher. Um, so I just wish they could have found a way to kind of get it out there a little bit more. It looks like it's going to be an extended story. You know, Nyla after she lost, you know, kind of recovered a little bit and then pummeled uh, Ty. But I I guess. To make it feel a little bit more, even if you're just going to have it on a dynamite instead of a pay per view, I, you know, I would have changed it up a little bit. Maybe let it open a show or, you know, be like the start of the nine o'clock hour. I, I think it does make a difference because it would have shown you that this is not going to be the usual, you know, and I, I think it would have made a little bit more of a, a little bit more noise for Ty, who's gotten so much better since her days at NXT. She looks so good, so confident. Um, yeah, it, it just could have been more, in my opinion. But Matt, moment number one for, AEW, it's it's no contest. It was uh, the doctor herself, DMD, Britt Baker, uh, cutting a promo on the masterpiece uh, where she left her real blood, viscera, sweat, and tears in the ring <laughs> last week. Um, she came out to tepid applause, and she called out the fans, this is the warm welcome I get after the hell I put my body through. You're all just as stupid as Thunder Rosa. Unappreciative. Oh, I carried the division. No, I made you relevant. And she just turned that crowd where they're like, well, I'll be goddamn. Maybe she's not as evil as we thought. Uh, well, Woody, maybe she's not as bad as we thought. Oh, <laughs> but um, in the midst of all that, uh, she did not turn into Slinky Dog. That was just for me and Matt, I guess. Uh, she called out Tony Khan. She called out his infatuation with legends, saying, "If you don't need to go legend hunting, you got the best legend right here holding the microphone." And the crowd is like, "Woo!" And then Matt, maybe the maybe the just the icing on the on the cake. Uh, she called out Mick Foley of all people, who after the match last Wednesday said, "How do I right. watch this?" Reacted, put a thumbs up, and she said. Wow, Mick Foley approved. Took you 20 years to become a hardcore legend. Took me one match. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, Britt was, Brit was just spitting fire. Uh, whenever they want to make her champion, Matt, it, it could be one of those New Japan, like, five to ten year runs because she's going to be untouchable. Um, such a great promo. It got over her. It got over the feud with Thunder Rosa. I think people would want to just... You know, pay top dollar to see that rematch. Uh, Baker Baker's the real deal. Bravo to her. Um, yeah, just 
not much. There's nothing negative to say. Great yeah, job. If, if there if there was like you know how you bet on futures and uh, you know you could be gambling on the stock market. Of course, if you want to ruin the planet, um, <laughs> the economy, bet on futures, Mike. If you had to bet on futures for a child, a future child developing into a pro wrestling super duper star, I am putting my life savings on the Adam Cole Britt Baker uh, spawn. <laughs> Whether from heaven or hell, uh, that that thing is going to be good at pro wrestling. <laughs> Put it as a thing. All right, um, Mike, my uh, dishonorable mention for the week. I'm going to play along. I'll just pretend I wasn't. No, I'm, I'm not. All right. L.A. Knight is is doing some pretty good. He's doing some great. You know what? I, I, I'm i going to. Oh, that that is my dishonorable match for NXT, too. I know where you're going with this. Poo-poo. Poo-poo decision. But go ahead, Matt. Oh, it made me so mad. Yeah. It's either. And maybe you won't agree with me. Uh, But it's either choosing Bronson Reed to be the first feud or having him go down to Bronson Reed. Um, Losing. And, and Lose, the fact that was he losing already. Oh. The fact that he's a cocky heel, he totally could have won the match and made it, you know, had Bronson Reed stand up right away. It could have been a roll-up. He could have cheated and used the ropes. Like, this is that opportunity to tell that story for L.A. Knight, and all this did was was cement. It didn't cement him, but it, it laid the first bricks of loser, right? And we want to get away from that with a guy who's thrown in hot promos. Now, uh, and I'm... I'm it it has to mean a lot, Mike. If that was the first thing on your mind as well, I, was, um, I do. So, Matt, regrettably, you did not say, "Let me talk to you." But go ahead, you'll get it next time. That's one of his lines. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me talk one, to you. Yeah, go ahead. Number one was another combo of match that was fantastic. So I think Kushida versus Jordan Devlin was better than carrying Cross and Oni Larkin. Um, but, uh, or I guess, you know what? The post-match was probably better, too, just because it came out of nowhere and I wasn't prepared for it. And we also got to see that HBK has been growing his hair back or there's something back there. It's really curly. Um, but, yeah, let's tell the story. So Kushida and Devlin are going at it. I think we're getting Devlin, you know, got to get his, his sea legs, uh, I guess his air legs. He's, he didn't take a boat over to the States. Uh, but he's got... He's going to get some matches in. Uh, almost goes down to the hoverboard lock, and uh, Legato de Fantasma crashes the match, pulls him out of the ring. They're going to beat him up, and he starts to walk away. Uh, but things kind of escalate from there. And uh, so, again, just go watch the Kushida and Devlin thing. You'll be happy. You've got Santos Escobar and Devlin eye to eye, ready to go at it. And the, the you know, doom, 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 doom. And HBK comes out. Uh, like, it was just kind of like, what is going on? Like, at first, I was like, who's going to be pretending they're HBK for this promo? Um, but it, it, it is. It's going to be a callback to Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. So we're going to have mm. Cruiserweight titles going at it. And um, Michaels pulls out a ladder from under the ring and throws it in between the two boys. Uh, and it's, it's a great visual. It's great camera work. Uh, good infusion of uh, the man who's actually in that ladder match. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I think this has a lot of potential to be the best match coming out of, probably coming out of WrestleMania week, uh, considering we won't get to see AEW because it's a house show. Um, 
But yeah, I, I you you totally have a match of the year candidate in in these two. This this has that potential. Now that they've made it a ladder match, they told us that they're not, this isn't just a throwaway. This isn't just a middle match. This isn't a filler of the card, and it's the cruiserweight title or a kickoff ship. No, this is going to be a huge match, and uh, this is this is the kind of thing they needed to throw in there to I think uh, tell the fans like, nope, this is important. You better have your butts glued to the seat when this starts. So that's uh, quite a, uh, that's like the, the Pope coming down uh, from the Vatican to give his yeah. blessing. Sean and all his glory haired mulleted glory came down and said, fans look upon this Kushida and Devlin. And my head. <laughs> fans don't, don't look, look away from the head. head. Look away from the man in the curly hair. Look <laughs> upon the two men in the ring. I said, stop looking. It's it's still growing, okay? It's still growing. It's not um, ready yet, you guys. It's not ready. It's not done cooking. Don't look at it yet. We couldn't um, even, Sean, we couldn't even see the match. We were just staring at your weird hair. We didn't know what to do. <laughs> and it was fun to watch, uh, you know, the 20 people, even though they shouldn't be there uh, since COVID numbers are back up. Uh, it was fun watching those 20 people get excited that Sean was coming out. So, well, you know, when was the last time you saw a pop from the crowd? Because AEW isn't going to, they're not going to reveal that there's fans in the stands. They just want to, they want you to know as a pro wrestling fan that they're there. But as a, a COVID uh, unsupporter, they, they're not going to show them. But NXT, because they have such little space and they're failing us as, as a company by letting people in the arena, you, you have to see them because they're so goddamn close to the ring. All right. Um, <laughs> Where was talk going? about a talk about a half baked take. All right, well, Matt, you're already laughing <laughs> the sunset on that one. Uh, sure, I guess. Should I go with a hotter take, guys? Close your fucking arenas, Jesus Christ. Matt, we're just uh, two it? weeks. Where are we? Two weeks away from eight thousand people at WrestleMania. Hooray! Are you excited for when the announcer says we've broken a new COVID record? All 8,000 people. The largest collection of humans since COVID began. <laughs> um, Woo! Yeah, that's that's going to be fun. Um, Can't not, wait. Not a supporter, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that, I guess. There's your... What if they all have their vaccination card, Matt? Are you back in the game? I, I, sure, you can... Mm. I mean, like, are people missing that? Are people missing the news that the COVID numbers are accelerating at the pace they were before? I don't know. Maybe I should. Yeah, but now there's a vaccine. Okay. Mm. Uh, right, because we're all vaccinated. Um, all right. Mm. So, Mike, you wanted to sail off into the sunset as you insulted me, so I think we're ready to go. Woo! Let's do it, buddy. All right. Oh, oh it's fun to get an insult before... Yeah, the show's almost over. Wait, oh, Matt, what's up with your haircut? Oh, no. Okay, here we go. No, go ahead, Matt. Oh, I really right. threw you off on that one. Your hair looks so great. It's, uh, B-O-D so what, my hair does look bad? What the fuck? Uh, no hamburgers. Uh, BODpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, implore you all, uh, check out uh, our new... Except for Mike. I'm not inviting Mike. He's now blocked. But uh, we are we have open. It's ready to go at BODpodcast.com. You can just go to the wrestling page and find the link. But our wrestling uh, match 
book club ready to go uh we want to have something our first match picked by the beginning of april so that'll be we'll have our match that you have to watch by april uh in in the uh in the pipeline and then in may we'll all get together and chat about it we're gonna have some fun with this um so you don't have to do any more boring book clubs uh with your friends because you out now you're gonna be watching wrestling and talking about it bring your friends that have never watched wrestling bring your marvel friends bring your dungeons and dragons friends have them watch wrestling so we can get fresh takes on what's going on. I, I don't need to hear you tell me that Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage had the greatest match of all time. I'm sick of that. Bring somebody that's never watched it before to give me their opinion. All right. It's at POD Podcast on Twitter and brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's sail off. Thanks, everybody. Whoosh.